Charlemagne the God here. I can't wait to see you at the Black Effect Podcast Festival coming to you live on Saturday, April 22nd at the Pullman Yards in Atlanta, hosted by myself and Jess Hilarious. If you haven't gotten your tickets, what are you waiting for? The Black Effect is bringing some of the hottest podcasts live, like the 85 South Show, Horrible Decisions, and Big Facts for one day only, okay? For inspiring podcasters, we've got you covered. If you don't want to miss the Black Effect Podcast Festival, make sure to get your tickets today at blackeffect.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Please stand clear of the doors. Hey guys, on the monorail, gonna go over to Disney Springs. Can't wait, should be a fun day. Joe, why is your son with you? Oh, because yeah, I'm gonna go drop him off over at the cage. The cage? What's that? It's not the cage, it's just cage. Talk about Nick Cage? I think I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Welcome to episode 138 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. I'm Chris. Today we will be giving the his on Pleasure Island. So no, I've never been to Pleasure Island. Um, have you guys been to Pleasure Island, Alex? No, Pleasure Island closed a year after I graduated high school, so I never went. <laughs> okay, how about you, Chris? <laughs> no. Chris, I, 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 I don't even think Chris can get in now if it was still around. <laughs> I've not been to this Pleasure Island. Okay, oh, how about you, Jen? Island. Right. So, uh, yes, I will. I will show my age, but only once. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, like I was reading over the history, and I I didn't know the Adventures Club. Adventures Club was part of Pleasure Island. I thought you were. Aren't you? Weren't you able to go to the Adventures Club? Even if, uh, not part of Pleasure. That's not part of Pleasure Island, right? No, it was one of the clubs in Pleasure Island. Yeah. It was so you went the, there? the most popular one. I didn't. I I did not ever get to go in the Adventures Club. That was gone. So I was. I went at like the end of its time. So unfortunately, that sounds like it's completely and totally my jam. So I'm kind of sad that I missed that. Well, yeah, yeah, and I'm looking forward to kind of hearing some of the things that were at, at Pleasure Island. All I know, even though you know, I wasn't kind of able to go to Ple- Pleasure Island. I know that was. I wonder why they shut it down. Maybe we'll get into that here in the history, right? Why kind of they stopped doing it? Uh, because I know like driving on I-4, it was always packed on Friday, Saturday, because people were going to Pleasure Island. They were all going to Disney Springs. It was like crazy. Um, so even though I wasn't able to go there, I was familiar with the traffic around that time. I was familiar with the traffic. <laughs> Sorry. <that> was- <laughs> What? What? I didn't go there, but I was very familiar with the traffic. Because you, you didn't want to hit that traffic of people going clubbing at Pleasure Island. So you know, I've been to Eborg City, which is in Tampa, and that's like kind of like a bar scene for you know uh, for people. Yeah. Uh, it, there's there's no there's no e even in that word, isn't it? What spelled Y? Yes. It's like Y Bor. It's Y B O R Ebor City. Yeah. So we went there, and it kind of has that had that feel to it. Uh, and you just don't want to be around that if you're just driving through. Like, if you want no part of that type of environment, like you don't, you don't want to go ahead and go be around that. I guess you can say, right? So um, that's what I meant by traffic. You're gonna get that those type of people. You know what I'm saying, right, Chris? What's so yes. funny about that? You're basically. <laughs> Listen, I never went clubbing, but man, that traffic. That traffic was... <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, so, uh, you know, if you want to be part of our, you know, take part of our live episodes, um, we're actually be giving, giving away two items today at the end of the show. We're going to be giving away a wax melt. And we are going to be giving away some merchandise. We're going to be giving away a Diz His shirt. So, um, you know, if you want to join in on that, please join our goof troop. All you got to do is go to DizHiz.com, D-I-Z-H-I-Z.com. On the top, you're going to see the link for the goof troop. You can join. We do giveaways a couple times a month, right? Yeah. Um, we give away some pretty cool stuff. This last last month, we gave away uh, Mickey uh, Kitchen Sink that you can get at the parks. We also gave away a Mickey Santa. We gave away some Disney books. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to go ahead and get in on those giveaways, uh, just go ahead and go to DizHiz.com and join the Goof Troop. Which shirt are you giving away? Or is it a shirt, shirt you're cho- choosing? It's a I shirt it's out of be... his closet. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> just, I know. Like, it's, it's more... just like the kitchen <laughs> sink. We're, we're digging a little deeper here. Preferably yeah. one that Jen gifted him, right, Jen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot. We still got to give away this thing, too. This is coming. And by the way, Jen was giving she she didn't gift that to me. It wasn't a gift. It was just like, hey, Joe, you know, here it's your birthday. birthday. Here's a gift. She was giving like she was like, oh, does anyone want these? I'm gonna give you know give it to like Goodwill or whatever. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I took it. Okay, right. Oh, so as a thank you to our patreons, a great big thank you from the Diz His. Here is a slightly used cup that was on its way to Goodwill. Just for you. As Listen, <laughs> look, I'll be honest. Okay, this is a cool. Is it Chris? Is this cool? It's a cool mug. It is. It is. Yeah, it's a cool mug. But when you have like fifty or a hundred, you know, di- like Disney mugs, some have to go. Some just don't make the cut. And this is one that didn't make the cut. It was really, it's really cool. But maybe someone doesn't have a lot of Disney mugs. And boom, join our Patreon. Five bucks, you can win it. No, Dane. Nobody waited in a seven-hour line to get a popcorn bucket to give away. Listen, that's I, I, ridiculous. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to be going to Epcot. I'm hoping I can snag one, and then we'll hopefully we'll be giving away a figment popcorn bucket. So we'll see. They're sold but, out. Uh, well, and <laughs> forever. They're sold out forever. Months. Are they well, probably the time? rest of them are on a shipping container in uh, the Pacific? Well, hopefully they'll be back. You know, in a uh, in back in a couple of weeks, right? Probably not. You know what? I don't get about that. Is that um, people are waiting in line? You're allowed to have two, and it looks like it's not being enforced a lot. But but for for most part, people are getting two. For what? Uh, they're selling them for like a hundred dollars, hundred twenty dollars online. You're you're waiting that long to make a hundred dollars and make eighty dollars? Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. Oh right, because if you break it down hourly, you know that's less than minimum wage to stand in line. <laughs> it's like, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't, I don't get, get the popcorn bucket phenomena anyways, because we have, you know, a couple there's there's a, a story about once I sent my husband on a Disney cruise. I'm like, my son wanted popcorn. I'm like, can you go get the kid popcorn before the movie starts? Yeah, no problem. Thinking he's going to get the box of popcorn. Instead, he comes back with this gigantic monstrosity of a Christmas tree. And I'm like, what the heck are we going to do with that? Oh, I don't know. That's what they gave me. I asked for popcorn. You know, $25 (laughs) later, we have this obnoxious light up Christmas tree popcorn bucket. I don't even know where the hell to put it. They saw him coming a mile away. They're like, we're going to upsell this guy. (laughs) I don't get it either, Jen. I just like as much of a collector of things I am. I just I don't know what I do with more than one of those. Even one of those things. Just huge. They're humongous. I'm not going to wear that to the parks to carry around popcorn. Like I just I just I don't get it. Have you ever seen a person eating popcorn out of one of those? No. Welcome to episode 138 of the Diz His podcast, where we talk about popcorn buckets. <laughs> <laughs> but, Joe, you never hey, answered uh, my question. 
What's your question? What shirt are you giving away? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to be, I'm going to talk to whoever wins. I'm going to message them. Oh, right? we have all of our all of our Patreon members are either on Patreon or they're in our, in our chat. And I'm going to give them a choice. Yeah, what shirt oh, gotcha, they want. Gotcha. Hey, Jen, also, you wanted to go back to the popcorn bucket. You really wanted that Oogie Boogie popcorn bucket, too. I did. I oh, did. Oh, look at you. One in popcorn bucket. Who wants popcorn buckets? It was buckets? only because it was Nightmare Before Christmas. And ask me where that thing is now because I couldn't even tell you. What? You were going crazy for that thing. I know, but it's not like I have a plethora of popcorn buckets. So it sounds like you got two. I do. One I didn't want. You know, people are buying popcorn kernels from the bucket. <laughs> I'm not even joking. And it's not even exclusive popcorn. Like they've done the rainbow popcorn before. Yeah, I, I'm going to say Disney popcorn is not great. It smells, I love Disney it popcorn. It smells amazing, Ooh. but it's not as good as it so smells. Do I. I like the the what was like the buffalo ranch wing popcorn. What is what is that? The buffalo popcorn that they uh, have. That sounds I'm, like I'm a, vegan, that sounds I'm like a sure. stomach ache. It, it's like it is. It does. It's like buffalo blue cheese popcorn. I think they have it at Epcot. It's really good. All right, Are you guys ready to get to history? Yeah, let's get to this. <laughs> Twenty minutes later. Okay. Let's get to the his on Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island was a nightclub area where downtown Disney is today. It opened in 1989. It was closed less than 20 years later. Pleasure Island was created as a way for Disney to combat the Orlando nightlife. Pleasure Island was home to restaurants, shopping, and nightclubs, and served as an area for adults to go and have a good time, which ended every night with a New Year's Eve celebration. So I remember being a little kid and walking. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) a feat in itself. Um, And I remember it was almost kind of like a little scandalous to me. Right. Because in the daytime, you could walk through Pleasure Island, you know, because nothing's open, really. Maybe there was a couple of shops. And as a family, we frequented downtown Disney uh, regularly. So, you know, walking through there, you're kind of like, "Ooh, I'm in Pleasure Island kind of thing. At least when you're 10, you think it's a big deal. Do you think they held a contest for can we uh, like who can come up with the creepiest name to put on Disney property? (laughs) I'm sure it was a marketing thing where they were trying to tie in some sort of subtle Disney reference that just can be taken so many different ways. Yeah, I get subtle. I definitely get subtle. But this was this was like all but subtle. I, I get I can't I just what I didn't even like when I started doing research on this, uh, I just I couldn't I that's just the one thing that kept going through my mind is how did they why would they come up with this name? And yeah, it's you know, but and, and then and then why would they come up with this name and then have no ties to Pinocchio whatsoever throughout <laughs> yeah, the really. whole place? <laughs> it's like it's because of Pinocchio, it's right? Weird. No. Yeah. yeah, it is because <laughs> No, it is because of Pinocchio. No, it's not. Well, that's where it came from. Oh, oh, sorry. The history uh no, Are you sure, that's, Alex? That's that's a common myth that's from Pinocchio, but it really has no connection to the the land itself has no connection to Pinocchio. 
which makes it even stranger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I take that back. It's just weird. Carry on. <laughs> Pleasure Island officially opened on May 1st, 1989, and marked Disney's adventure into the adult nightlife business. Former CEO of Disney, Michael Eisner, noticed Disney guests leaving the property to go shopping or enjoy Orlando nightclubs. Some of the downtown entertainment included Church Street Station and Rosie O'Grady's Good Time Emporium. These locations supplied adult Disney guests with something Disney did not have, drinks paired with live music. So Imagineers created Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island hosted six different nightclubs, various shops, and five restaurants. At 7 p.m. every night, guests could pay one price to enter Pleasure Island and enjoy access to the nightlife. Also every night at midnight, the whole island celebrated New Year's Eve, throwing a party in the streets along with a fireworks show. But the legacy of Pleasure Island is the memory of Joe Rohde's Adventures Club. This 1930s-style British Explorers Club had five themed rooms, each section filled with artifacts from club members' journeys. The cast members played the part of the characters in the club, accompanied by a collection of audio animatronics. Guests were greeted with a kungaloosh, which also was a club's signature drink. The club also had a motto, some days you eat the bear, some days the bear eats you, but always dress for the hunt. I think think, uh, Adventures Club is the most well-known thing that came out of Pleasure Island. Yes. Um, I do remember, so my parents, one of their uh, favorite things that they did out there at um, Pleasure Island was go to the Adventurers Club. And they talked about that for the longest time uh, and that you had to get there, you know, pretty early because there was almost always a line to go into that one. So definitely seems like that was the highlight. I, I wish they would have this around now. Like, I wish this was not there. You know, I wish was, this was there now and you were able to go just like during the day at Disney Springs. I think that would be kind of cool. Like, clubs? I feel like it would be a huge success. Yeah. It's hard to believe that it that it failed. I, I mean, well, I don't think of Disney as a clubbing nature. I mean, clubs like, I mean, I don't think well, Disney yeah. people go to clubs. Maybe they went a little overboard with the clubs. Maybe one or two clubs is cool. I don't think you need, you know, a ton, but one or two is definitely cool because, uh, you know, Walt Disney wanted, and this is why Michael Eisner did, is he wanted it for the whole family. Like it's, it's, you know, and that, that, uh, which we talk about later in the history, but there's a place for kids to go while, you know, adults yeah. going, you know, going to the bars. Well, there's still some clubs right now. I mean, um, Marie and Enzo's, right? I think they, no, 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 no. Which one turns into like a nightclub at night? It's like the one that's like steampunk. Oh, which land, which, which area are you talking about? It's though? at Disney Springs. Is oh, it it's at Disney, Disney Springs. Springs. And, Gideon's and Bakery? Nighttime. Yeah, no, I think it might Gideon's be. I think, I think it is. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it has like a steampunk feel to it. Yeah, the, it's no, like it's a bakery. A... <laughs> uh, on, I can't think of the name of it. Dane says the Edison. Yeah, that might no. be it. Oh, I think it's the Edison. It sounds like or, it would be it. So you have to, you know, at the, in this time, so we're talking like late 80s, early 90s, that you have Church Street Station, which is in downtown Orlando, yeah. is, is huge as far as, you know, adult nighttime entertainment like that. Uh, always was known as a party scene and tons of fun. And so obviously wanting to capture that revenue, that makes sense. So mm-hmm. they, you know, try to come up with something similar, but different, a little bit of a twist um, mm-hmm. by having the ability to go into <laughs> multiple venues w- under with one admission price. 
So little different as opposed to, yeah. you know, if you're over most of the time clubs, if you're over 21, you don't pay a cover. If you're, you know, that 18 to 20, you, you still pay the cover to get in because they're not making money off of you with drinks. So, um, a little different, but they definitely, um, I'm sure that, you know, going into the different clubs that they had when it opened, you'll see there was quite a variety of things to choose from and it could make for a fun evening. Yeah, for sure. On the cruise boats, uh, some of the, um, like the areas on the boats mm-hmm. when it gets like a certain time yeah it will change like nightclubs too right but i mean honestly I, i've never really been much of a person who go out to go out to clubs or i would rather be at disney you know like in the parks riding rides hanging out you know at in the parks rather than going to a club having drink i mean i like to go to bed early to tell you the truth i don't even like to stay up i don't, I don't like to stay up late yeah I, I i actually like clubs growing up uh i didn't go to a lot because it costs money and i'm not a big money person but i like <laughs> dancing and loud music so it was the times <laughs> i went was fun much like every other land that disney owns pleasure island had a backstory of its own to find the complete story of pleasure island you could go and read the 26 plaques that were scattered around the area when all the plaques were read together they told the story of the island meriwether adam pleasure and the rediscovery of the island by disney imagineers to summarize all the historic plaques Pleasure Island was once a thriving waterfront district that was once abandoned and then rediscovered and turned into a nightclub complex. The original area was owned by Meriwether Pleasure, who was an adventurer that operated Pleasure's canvas and sailmaking ink. His business was the anchor of Pleasure Island and attracted adventurers from all over the globe to come and tell their stories. Meriwether grew old of staying in the same spot for too long and yearned for adventure. One day he set sail for more adventurers and became lost at sea. His sons caught word that he was lost at sea and abandoned the business to go look for him. No one ever returned, and Pleasure Island was left to rot until it was rediscovered by Imagineers. The Imagineers gave the area a complete makeover with clubs and restaurants but kept the design of the original buildings that once flourished at Pleasure Island. The Pleasure Island inspiration came from Granville Island in Vancouver. Architect Chris Garrison mentioned the location in a conversation with Craig McNair, who would team up with Joe Rohde on the idea. Granville Island in Vancouver transformed old buildings into shops, theaters, restaurants, cafes, and galleries. The backstory of Pleasure Island allowed Disney to fabricate a similar concept, taking over the Meriwether Pleasure Estate and transforming it into a must-visit locale. That's some pretty interesting history behind it, I think, right? Yeah, I just I'm obsessed with the fact that they went and gave it a backstory. I think that's what makes Disney so cool. And that's why I think we need to do the history on Dinoland USA is because you can appreciate these things so much more uh, when you hear the backstory, because it's so cool that there was, you know, they piece things together and they took the time and put all the you know, the fake history and all the plaques and every building meant something. And every, you know, every uh, character that that walked through these places had some sort of significance to this fictitious place even though like 75 percent of the people that go- went there to party and drink did not care at all about these plaques probably why they removed the plaques before they even <laughs> closed the place <laughs> it would be yeah, the people it? it would be the people like my husband who would walk around and like look at those plaques and appreciate them beer in hand <laughs> it is really cool that they, they put out the effort to do that though i think that's really neat yeah, but you're right. No one cared about those things when they were there. Mm-mm. It makes for a good uh, episode on Diz His, though. I didn't realize Joe Rohde helped uh, come up with the concept of Pleasure Island itself. I knew he had his hand in Adventure, Adventure Adventures Club, but not the uh, uh, Pleasure Island itself. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that either. Interesting. I think he came up with the name. <laughs> Do you think they came up with the name and they're like, hey, we're going to squeeze this past old man, uh, old man CEO over there, Michael Eisner. 
That's Pinocchio for you. What are you? What are you, what are you talking about? It's Pinocchio. <laughs> his last name's Pleasure. It's not dirty. It's his last name. <laughs> Locations at Pleasure Island included multiple shopping areas like Jessica's, which was named after the character Jessica Rabbit from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. This shop would close in 1992, and the 30-foot neon sign of Jessica Rabbit swinging her leg would be relocated to the West End stage, where it became the unofficial new logo of Pleasure Island. The island also included some nice restaurants like Fulton's Crab House, which was originally opened as Empress Lily in 1977. Fireworks Factory, a pyrotechnic-themed restaurant, was replaced by Motion Dance Club. Pleasure Island was also the original location of Planet Hollywood, which opened in 1994. In 1998, it moved to the west side and was eventually replaced by the Planet Hollywood Observatory. There was a cornucopia of nightclubs for 21 and older guests to enjoy. Neon Armadillo, a country music club that featured live bands. Neon Armadillo was eventually replaced by the BET Soundstage Club. Mannequin's Dance Palace was a techno club featuring a revolving dance floor. Mannequins around the club performed synchronized dances throughout the night. In 1998, Wild Horse Saloon opened a country music dance club that featured barbecue. One of the most unique places at Pleasure Island was the XZRD Rock and Roller Dome. This two-story nightclub featured a dance club on the first floor and a roller rink on the second floor. The club DJ was suspended from the ceiling, while cast members on skates served drinks. Within a year, though, this club was rethemed to Rock and Roll Beach Club, and after three years, changed again to Pleasure Island Jazz Company. Today, it is Paradiso 37. Pleasure Island also had a comedy club called Comedy Warehouse. This nightclub featured improv comedy, which became a hit among the returning guests. In 1990, AMC opened with 10 screens inside Pleasure Island, but by 1998, it expanded to 24 screens and became part of West Side. The thing that I wanted to do the most, you know, again, let's be little, little Jenny, 10 years old, hearing about this place and the nightclub on roller skates yeah. just sounded amazing. And then adult Jenny now says, that is a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. Who gave that the green light? Drunk people on the second story of a club on wheels. Yeah. Who bad idea. said Oh, you know what? We've got good liability insurance. Just go for it. <laughs> Terrible idea. It's we why. could probably do a whole show on the accidents <laughs> in that year. Exactly why it didn't last more than a year, because they're like, this is a bad idea. I don't After, know. What like sounds... the 50th person fell off. <laughs> I don't know what sounds worse. That or the um where's the country music dance club? The neon armadillo. The neon armadillo. Well, you don't like sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like country music nightclubs? Uh, don't think it sounds like fun at all, actually. I think there's a reason why when you go to any nightclub, you will never hear a country song. The Neon uh, Armadillo. I feel like, I mean, yeah, it's they're, they're not very many good ideas, huh? <laughs> it, it's becoming more clear why this place is not around today. Let's just say that. Yeah, I mean, I mean and people, if people are going to Disney. They're going there to spend time with their family, right? They're not really going to do all these things like you're saying. So... I can see why exactly why this closed down. They're not going to the mannequin dance palace where mannequins dance randomly throughout the night. I go out night synchronized, synchronized dancing. <laughs> that sounds creepy. Nothing, nothing sounds like more, uh, you know, fun for the family than a giant neon sign of Jessica Rabbit swinging her leg. <laughs> I cannot hey, believe so, that that was that was like greenlit. Like, OK, hey. <laughs> good for Disney. So crazy this was in this piece of history because in a couple of weeks, I'm hoping next month, right? Which I talked to the guy. Uh, the guy who actually made that sign is going to be coming on our show. 
for real. The the Jessica Rabbit one? Yes. Oh, yeah. that's so funny. So I messaged him maybe like last week, right? And he did something with Jessica Rabbit. I believe it was that sign. Oh, he good thing we did this episode uh, this week then. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can do the episode. We can do it. He, I well, feel like he also we're did, so well known for listen, that. <laughs> listen, he also did uh, some work on the great movie ride. Okay, cool. And, uh, Already did that Candy episode. Cauldron. Ca- Candy Cauldron. I'm not sure what the Candy Cauldron is, but. Uh, it's a shop in Hollywood Studios. It's a candy well, let's get also, to the his on a candy shop. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so, delicious. He's uh, he also has done some work for like I think he did some work for Marvel also. Ooh. So hopefully you know we're gonna have him come on here in nice. next month. We'll get we'll get like a date with him, and then we can uh, give away some of his artwork too. So I think that'll be a lot of fun. We can give oh, away nice. for our Patreons. Yeah, he'll sign it and then we can mail it out to you guys our Patreon. So it'll be a lot of fun. Jeff Whitting is his name. So if you want to look him up, that's the where you can t- t- check out his work, Jeff Whitting. And then I'm hoping after him, we'll have Alex Saviak come on the show. If you want to check him out, go ahead and search him. And he does work for Marvel. I think he still does work for Marvel. And we can probably give away some of his artwork too. Oh, very cool. While adults could enjoy themselves at nightclubs, there was a special nightclub for guests 21 and under. Eisner wanted to stay with the overall theme of Disney, a place for the family. Videopolis East played new wave music on its 170 video screens. The story of Videopolis East was that it was an artificially intelligent lab that was used by Meriwether's son, Henry. In 1990, it was rebranded Cage until 1992, when it was renamed 8-Tracks. Pleasure Island had some success, but as years went by, a lot of locations got revamped to try to keep the place new and interesting. In 2004, the island fee was dismissed. Now payment was only needed to enter the clubs. By March 2006, Disney underwent a major renovation to reverse the declining attendance. The outside stage areas, West End Stage and Hub Stage, which had become a hangout for local teens and hooligans, resulting in crimes and robberies, were torn down. Later in the year, the large Jessica Rabbit sign was removed. Due to the rise of downtown Disney, Disney announced that the Pleasure Island nightclubs would be closed by the end of September of 2008. The locations would be used for more desired dining and retail locations. September 27, 2008 was Pleasure Island's last night. The last New Year's Eve celebration at Pleasure Island had a higher-than-capacity crowd who wanted to say farewell to one-of-a-kind Disney location. The area of Pleasure Island was rumored to be reopened and rebranded as Hyperion Wharf. This never came to be and instead became part of Disney Springs, now known as The Landing. My favorite part about this is that, you know, you're going to go to, you know, clubbing with your friends. Like, all right, guys, let me just drop my kids off at the cage first. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the cage. It's just cage. Just cage, cage. So so I know it said under 21 because I'm not familiar with this one. But so it was under 21. Does that mean like, you know, three, five? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess. Didn't specify. I, I mean. Here, guys, Who? hang tight in here. Mommy and Daddy are going to the Neon Armadillo. Yeah, it's 7.30. <laughs> We're dropping yeah. you guys off. We'll be back in about three hours, and we'll Sounds catch a taxi shady, home. Right? If you get tired, just curl up in the corner. <laughs> I wish we had some pictures. Let's take, let's take a look. For, let's see if we can find some pictures of the cage. No, it's not the cage. It's just cage. <laughs> it's been Disney cage. I wonder if it's really nice. I mean, come on. That sounds weird. Cage? That sounds weird. Well, it, okay. So then eventually changed to 8-Tracks. I've been in eight tracks. Okay. So what, what were we doing? How was it? It was dark with lots of neon. And you were how old? Well, I was of age at that <laughs> point. It's for kids under 21. What are you doing? In, she was under no, 21. Tracks, no, eight tracks was, I think it went, it was um, a club style. 
Well, Cage was a club is. style. It was just for under 21 people. Well, Cage wasn't, but Atrax was. I remember drinking in Atrax, though. Whoa. Go go tell Nick when you get off the show tonight. Say, Nick, check this place out. Next time we go to Disney, I'm just going <laughs> to drop you off there for a little bit. <laughs> He'll probably start crying. <laughs> What's the age like, like limit for your kids to go to this? It looks like adults, actually. It I know it does. Really kids. So it's that awkward 18 to 20 where you kind of, you know, you're old enough to go out, but you're not old no, enough man. to walk around with a beverage. Maybe it's there's like a, this guy's balding in the cage. He's balding. He has to be so, at least 55. He's a chaperone. <laughs> Maybe it's for all the straight edge kids. <laughs> <laughs> this is for adults, man. This is not for kids. Maybe so you know what this is. Maybe Videopolis, Videopolis was for under twenty one, and then they changed it to Cage for over twenty one, and then Atrax, which was also for over twenty one. There was part of the history that just made up because I couldn't find enough. So this might be that. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know? <laughs> this is not dangerous. The cage, People are shooting, just Cage. They're, sh- they're shooting rubber bands at each other. No, they're not. You can poke someone's eye out. <laughs> I want a Ryan. I want a video on the mannequin dance club. So do I. We'll if you were under, if you were under fifteen, you needed to be in the cage. You needed a parent or a guardian. If you oh. were over, if you were over fifteen, you didn't. How do you How do you know this? Where does it say that? I looked it up on TripAdvisor from like sixteen <laughs> years ago. <laughs> the internet is forever. Joe, I'm not, guys, I'm not kidding. I did a video on this. You cannot believe the thing that I found on Pleasure Island. <laughs> post, you wouldn't believe some of the things that I found on Pleasure Island either, Dane. <laughs> post, a link, post a video to your link in chat so we can go ahead and uh, I can add that to some stuff on social media. Yeah, that's a good idea. Quick fire, quick back. Let's go. Funmeister was a supernatural being that represented festivity and the celebration of life and served as Pleasure Island's logo. He was worshipped by the Seminole tribe that used to live on the island. The Portobello restaurant was formerly known as Portobello Yacht Club and has a backstory of once being the home to the Pleasure family. On an episode of Simpsons in 1994, the family visits an itchy and scratchy theme park and Marge and Homer visit Parents Island. A fez housed in Skipper Canteen in Magic Kingdom establishes that Meriwether Adam Pleasure was a member of the SEA. South Park in 2006 had Chef become a member of a club called Super Adventurers Club. The layout of the headquarters was patterned after the Adventurers Club. Jacques Lindsay's hangar bar is located in the landing. That Funmeister being a supernatural being? Yeah. I was just joking about that. I don't, I don't know why you kept that in. No, you were not. Are you serious? <laughs> no, but it just sounds like a joke, doesn't it? You oh, yeah. Picture of him. It's a cartoon moon. Yes. Yeah, and I, so look up the, I, look, I look it up and it's like, no, no, he was a supernatural being. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Where did you get the, that? Was that from Wikipedia? It's all over. I saw it a couple it's, times, too. Yeah, no, it's it's everywhere. It was all first. I did have to cross reference because that was where I first found it, it was Wikipedia. And I thought Alex was trolling me editing that in. Yeah, no, he's, a, he's very much a supernatural being. It's like a god worshiped by the funmeister. <laughs> this is weird. This whole thing is just weird. <laughs> it's like whoever whoever made this was on something, man. It was like like I I, I would have just loved to to be at the round table to discuss the Pleasure <laughs> Island. Yeah, let's 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 uh, let's put nightclubs in Disney. 
Like, uh, what should be? What should the mascot be? I don't know. Something cool. Let's let's make it a god moon named the Funmeister, <laughs> and we'll call it. And he'll be he'll be the mascot of a place called Pleasure Island. And then probably that's hilarious. Let's do it. So the wait, so it's it's Germanic. So the same people that uh that worship Thor and Odin worship the Funmeister. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's in Thor Ragnarok. Do people pl- do people pray to the Funmeister? <laughs> they do before like, a party. Uh, like yeah, a little kid, like a teenage kid, like your parents are out of town. Oh, please, Funmeister, please let tonight's party be the coolest party ever. I think this is the next Pixar movie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, man, Funmeister. <laughs> oh, man. We hear Dizhis think Pleasure Island was a unique land that we may never see again. It supplied some interesting locations and will go down as one of the most interesting attempts Disney has ever made. I definitely agree. I think it's an interesting attempt. <laughs> For sure. Interesting attempt. If you brought things back that were along the same lines as the Adventurers Club, where there were like actual things to do or like, you know, murder mystery houses or, you know, tie in Disney themes like that into something, I feel like that has the potential to be successful. The only issue For is sure. those things are take too long. So the turnover for the guests is not uh, fast enough. Well, I guess you'd have to load people into different rooms. Right. But I see what you're saying. I think the kid cages might be popular at Magic Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's nothing better than smelling that Disney smell. If it's walking into your favorite Disney resort or entering your favorite Disney attraction. Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company offers an array of Disney-inspired scents in their home fragrance line, wax melts, scented candles, and room sprays. To bring your favorite Disney scents to your home, check them out at magicallyscented.com. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site Sorcerer Radio on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. This is Diz His Review. Review. Okay, so this week, D-plus is Cars, which is, uh, uh, I definitely enjoy the movie Cars. Um, what do you guys think of Cars? Um, Chris? Ka-chow! That's what I think about it, Joe. Gets the blood, <laughs> gets the blood flowing. No, Cars a Cars a good movie. Cars one and three are good movies. I um I really enjoy uh Owen Wilson as um the speedy guy. Um, oh, Lightning McQueen. McQueen, Lightning McQueen, and um I I I still don't know where that Lightning McQueen show is in Hollywood Studios, but when I do go, I would love to uh, walk right by because I heard it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do I do enjoy the movie, and um yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a classic for me. Yep. Okay. How about you, uh, Alex? Wow. So wow. I have been the cars at uh hollywood studios and it's a good place to sit down rest your feet and get out of the heat but cars a movie uh i like cars a movie a lot actually i'm a big cars movie fan you're right chris number two was terrible we don't talk about number two yeah you don't talk about number two threes brought it back but cars i like cars i like the music i like the concept um you know growing up here in daytona you know nascar and stuff so cars is kind of a thing that's been you know revolving in my life and uh, so I thought it was really cool. I thought it was a cool concept, cool idea. And they uh, a lot of funny stuff in that movie. A lot of funny jokes that went over my head as a kid that mm-hmm. now as an adult, uh, hilarious. 
Like the piston yeah. cup? Yeah. <laughs> you did what? That's our one of our favorite jokes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think it's a I think it's a great movie. Are they are they talking about doing any more car stuff? Because I know they do shorts here and there, but I feel like it's still very alive. I've, I'm not sure if they're doing. I think. Oh yeah, they are doing. They're doing a. Um, they're doing a Disney Plus series. Oh, they are. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Well, there's a whole land, uh, Disneyland, dedicated to it. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to get there. How about you, Jen? Well, we love Cars in this house. That movie has always been one of our favorites, both of the kids. So, um, anytime we have the opportunity to, you know, sit down and watch that, or and sorry, guys, unpopular opinion, we liked to in our house, particularly oh. the college kid like to a lot. Wow. So in fact, we were just going through some stuff in the garage and we had a lot of the cars, um, you know, like the metal cars from the different movies. And so we were putting things out for, you know, whatever goodwill and everything like that. And when she came across those, she just very quietly grabbed them all and put them in her pile of things that she wanted to keep. So yeah, cars is a, is a big movie for us in this house. Yeah, and I agree with you guys. I mean, it's definitely uh, a great movie. You know, the first one was good. Second one, it was all right. The second, I mean, it was not that bad. Cars two, Cars three. I think whenever they make more than one movie, it's a it's a popular series. Now, I'm not sure. Have you guys seen the other things that like uh, like the the spinoffs, the sh- the shorts? I guess you can say from Mater on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, I saw good. the cow tipping one. Yeah, yeah, some of them were really funny. I really like those. And I also really liked it in the stunt show that they had at Hollywood Studios. That's no longer there. Uh, Lightning Lightning McQueen used to come out like his car used to come out and Did it? he was in the stun show. Yeah, it was. Oh, awesome. I didn't know that. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. How do you think they came up with the name? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> How do you think they come up, came up with it? I don't know. Pretty creative minds they have there. Pixar. <laughs> that that's a really funny one that you would kind of be sitting around like a round table and like, hey, listen, we got a, we got a, a movie about cars, right? Uh, pissing cup and all these different things. What you did, should what we the call cup? the movie? <laughs> I feel like I feel like I wouldn't want to name it Cars because I'd be like it's just too on the nose. I know, You're like, <laughs> horrible. It's just, it's just too on the but, nose. We're like, no, no but, trust no, me. But it works, <laughs> trust though, me. right? It trust. works, right? But it, oh, it works, hundred percent. It works. Yeah, it works. Planes, uh, not so much. <laughs> oh God, is planes that was Disney? That, that okay. was not that bad of a. Yeah, I think so. And it that is? was not that bad of a movie either. I haven't it's not seen that bad of a movie. I like I like that movie. You watched it? I love planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, <laughs> not that movie. That's. I think that's on Disney Plus. It is not. Hey, this is AJ for the D Plus Club, where we cover all things Disney Plus. Each week, I'll bring you the latest news and rumors, as well as what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney streaming service in the US and in the UK. And each week we have a weekly movie club, where between January 24th and 30th, we'll be watching the live-action 101 Dalmatians from 1996. Share your thoughts in the weekly movie club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord. And I'll feature some of your comments in this week's podcast. You can find the D Plus Club on all major podcasting platforms, with new episodes every Sunday. See you there. Check us out on Weeby Geeks, a new podcast website where you can find all your favorite geeky content. Just head over to WeebyGeeksBC.com. That's WeebyGeeksBC.com. And listen to all the other awesome podcasts, as well as Diz Is. Okay, so first we are going to be giving away the wax melt. (laughs) 
Ryan said, congrats, Steve, in advance. <laughs> okay, Steve wins wax mount. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I remove him. I just got Should a notification. Should I remove Steve? I am. I just got a notification. Ryan unsubscribed from Patreon. <laughs> okay. I'm here. I, I removed. Oh, I got to remove Steve, all of them. Hold on. What's, what's the spinning? How do I move? Oh my God. Don't worry. It's not going to land on him twice. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> here it goes. This is going to be for the piece of merch. And they can pick. It's going to be a shirt. So they get to pick the shirt. Oh my gosh. And he's in the building. Yeah. Wow. Dane. Cool. Dane hasn't won anything nice. in a while. That's true. Yeah, he has it. Congrats, Dane. Yeah, congratulations, Dane. Remember when Ryan won those stickers a couple like a couple months ago? Yeah, yeah, and he won. I, the... I found I found them yesterday, so I know them out. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I actually um, Ryan won one sticker. I gave him a bunch uh, to make up for it. Really? Yeah, I gave him interest in stickers. Like just other stickers you had around the house, not even Disney. Yeah, stickers? like there was a sticker that I got with my uh, Yeti water bottle I threw in there. <laughs> and uh, one of those Apple stickers. <laughs> nice, more trash. Right? <laughs> oh my god! Hey, do you want to hear something really cool, Alec? Sure do. So let me tell you a little bit about the Goof Troop, Alex. Do you know about the Goof Troop? I kind of do. Well, it's a great way to support the show. You get access to our live shows, which is like a total mess. Oh, it's a total mess. I edit it, and I have to sit there and make sure it sounds professional. Yeah, and it's not at all. Uh, we do giveaways, you know, a couple times a month. We're yeah. always giving away wax melts. We're giving away candles. You I know. know. We're giving away books. It's not fair because I can't be in the giveaways because I'm a host. I always try to get in the giveaways, but uh, yeah, it's really not right if I join in, right? No. But you can support us for as low as $2 a month, and you can get access to all of these things. Just for $2? Yeah, just for $2. Wow. In our Discord chat, I mean, our Discord chat is off the chain. It is awesome. It's a lot of fun. We have made lifelong friends in mm -hmm. our Discord chat. It's bumping, uh, as the kids would say. It is bumping, as the kids are saying. And you can, uh, you know, we have a bunch of great Patreon members that keep our chat super active. There's so many great members that I look forward to every morning to wake up and to talk to every day. So where do you get join this Patreon? So, oh, good question there, Alex. All you have to do is go to dizhiz.com, D-I-Z-H-I-Z.com. On the very top, there's a Goof Troop link. Just hit the Goof Troop link. It takes you to our Patreon, and there's so many different ways you can support our show. And as low as $2 a month. As low as $2 a month. It helps us keep our website up. It helps us with advertising, you know? So for as low as $2 a month, you can help support our show. You can help us advertise to get our show out there from, to more people so they can listen. And so we, because we love to interact with fans. We love interacting with everyone. Um, so go ahead and join and join our Discord. Alex, what did you do in This Week in Disney? So I did not do too much. Um, my wife and I celebrated our anniversary, and we I did attempt to make us dinner. <laughs> and I attempted to cook something from our Disney not official cookbook. And um, you, Joe, you know, because you've been there with me, it's I Love the Chicken and Waffles. That's over in Liberty Square. Yep, yep. And so we tried to make that. And so I never cooked with oil before. <laughs> oh, no. I turned it up really high, trying to get it hot. And then for some reason, my brain thought it had a boil at some point. 
So, <laughs> oh my when, god! When I took the cover <laughs> off, it just started billowing smoke everywhere, and our house, our house filled with smoke. And our alar- yeah. our fire alarm went off, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, what is happening?" So I was like, "Okay, me. I mean, it's hot, so whatever." So I put the chicken in, and the chicken like immediately turns black. So <laughs> I have two pieces of big breast chicken in this uh, oil, just turning black. And I'm like, Christina, open the sliding glass door. We're t- I'm taking this outside. So I look outside and put it on our uh, outside area. And uh, we open all the windows and try to get the smoke out of our house because our house was filled with smoke. All The whole house was filled with smoke. Oh, my God. And so I was like, okay, well, I have some chicken left over. You know what? I'll just air fry it. I have an air fryer. So, you know, next best thing, right? Um, I guess the the things you put on chicken to put in the in like fry in the fr- like oil is different from air fryer because when I got done – the chicken had all these spots of flour still all over it. And Christina's like, yeah, I'm not eating that. And I was like, yeah, I don't blame you. So we end up ordering Popeyes. And uh, <laughs> we put Popeyes, Popeyes on the waffle. We made the sauce, the sweet, spicy sauce, which was really good. And Christina made the coleslaw, which was really good. So we had three of the four ingredients. The fourth one missing was the fried chicken. But honestly, Popeyes fried chicken probably came out better than my fried chicken when it came out. That's what I was going to say. It probably can't be too disappointing at the yeah. Popeyes. Yeah, but... Yeah, so it was a big fail, but you know, we still had food and it was still Disney esque. It was good though. It sounds fun. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it was the, fun. the eating it part. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, uh, Alex? Um, watching Kanto another five times. <laughs> Kanto. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. Okay. How about you, Chris? What'd you do in the world of Disney? So not too much. I just watched a new episode of The Book of Boba Fett, and I do want to warn anybody who hasn't watched episode three yet. Um, if you're sensitive to very fast moving objects or very intense scenes, there's a very fast, high speed uh, chase in that in that episode. So I just want to warn you for that. <laughs> Is that Jen what you're going to talk about? Yeah, I watched it. It wasn't that bad. Oh, it was, no, it was, it was bad. It, like it was it was like I, and, and you know, what's funny is like there's a scene, I guess, from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with Danny DeVito or someone on a like a electric wheelchair uh-huh. and like this is yeah. they're like this is the scene from uh from uh the new boba fett episode and then i was like oh man like, it just made me think about it more and i was like wow like i i what i don't understand why they were going so slow like you could have like had a like a, a light jog and would have been able to catch up with the uh with the maybe those vehicles just didn't <laughs> go very fast now i i'm not bashing the whole episode um I do like I do like the show so far, and I think this was a really good setup episode, especially with the um, what's going to happen next week. And you, I'm, I'm looking at the show as a whole. I, I hate looking at shows episode by episode because it doesn't matter if you have one bad episode because when you look at it as a whole, like in the Mandalorian season two, I didn't really enjoy the. Um, that's the scene that uh, I was talking about. Ryan just posted mm-hmm. it with Seinfeld, <laughs> not uh, always funny. Um, and. Uh, the like Mandalorian that episode with the with the, the Arctic spiders. I really didn't love that episode, but like looking that. back oh. at it, it was the one very, when they, like in the cave, or whatever. Yeah, I, I love that episode. Was, uh. I thought it was a slow episode. We well, have bad taste in things, Alex. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> There's, uh, I didn't love that episode, but looking back at it, I really because I watched it a second time with Emily, and I was like, okay, this this makes sense. The stuff that happens, but um. The, uh, yeah, so it wasn't a it wasn't a great episode, but like looking at it, the series as a whole so far, we really like the direction they're going. And I did watch the teaser for the episode that just came out tonight, which I won't be able to watch until uh, I get some time with Emily to watch it. But uh, I, I'm really enjoying the the story and the the nostalgia uh, with the they're they're just doing everything right with Star Wars on Disney Plus. Everything everything's just amazing. Okay, yeah. And uh, what do you think about that Chewbacca, the Wookiee character? 
he was so I cool. love that character. Yeah, that was, yeah I, I, I kind of hope we see him back. He, he stays with them, you know. I was I was hoping so too. He was really cool, and I love how like Boba Fett he like got almost killed by somebody, but he respects the guy for for his loyalty to his to to do to carrying out the job. Like I just love that about him. He's really mm-hmm. cool. I, and I just I love the fact they brought back uh, the uh, Django Fett guy to play him because it just makes so much sense. And I did like how um oh no that that was a Mandalorian when they said uh. Well, I, th- I forget who it was said to Boba Fett. Uh, I've heard your voice a thousand times. You know, you're a clone. I thought that was kind of cool, but that was in Mandalorian. So we'll just cut that. Hmm. Okay. Anything else, Chris, that you did? No, that's it. Okay. How about you, Jen? Uh, didn't do a whole heck of a lot, but I did watch this week's episode of Boba Fett right before we got in here. And this week's episode was fantastic. Really? So yes, yes. Very, very excited for you guys to check that out because it was really, really good. Uh, the other thing, and I was actually trying to look it up, the name of the show um, that my son had me start watching. Um, and it's not really a cooking show, but it's a like a challenge show. And we found it on uh, Disney+. Plus. And I, I cannot think of the name of it. It is, oh, Magic Bake Off or Foodtastic. That's it. Okay. Foodtastic. And what's it about? Um, it's, you know, kind of just like one of those baking shows, but it focuses more on like decor and design. Oh, it's not taste. I've watched it. Yeah. And it's got uh, Kiki Palmer is like the host of it. So like the very first episode was um, they had to create scenes from um, an Ant-Man movie and they had to have certain components in it kind of thing. And so, you know, similar kind of formula, three teams, that kind of thing. Yeah. That's cool. It sounds fun. Yeah. So it was cute. And um, they were very creative in that one, in their designs that they came up with. So, um, you know, just kind of something that we were sitting there like, hey, let's find something to watch. And that's what we landed on. So that was cool, too. And that's pretty much it. How about you, Joe? Okay, so I went to go see Spider-Man, nice. the new Spider-Man movie. It it's was good. I really enjoyed time. it. Yeah, it was, well, it was perfect time to go see it because it wasn't crazy busy or anything like that. Uh, but it was really good, you know. Uh, obviously, uh, I'm not going to say really any spoilers, you know, just in case people haven't Is seen it. Is it a spoiler at this point? Yes. How long is yeah, the movie I think so. I, think, I won't I think see it until it comes still... on D+. Listen, I'll, I'll tell you, people are still really worried about, you know, getting crowds. So I don't want to spoil it for anyone, you know. Um I was actually in a meeting with a bunch, like a whole bunch of people, like, you know, like 200 people. And there was definitely a lot of concern with crowds. Right. So I don't want to go and spoil it for if, if, if there's anyone that's listening that is concerned about it. Uh, but I definitely enjoyed it. I definitely like the end. You know, I'm, I'm more of a fan. Dude, Spider-Man such a he's such a whiner. And he's always had that <laughs> MO, I guess you can say, right? Oh, he's he's very he always has that MO that he's a whiner. He just whines so much sometimes. I love Spider-Man. Wh- teenagers a whiner? Yeah, I know. And the, this Doctor Strange even mentioned it in the movie saying that, you know, even after everything that we've been through, I forget that you're a teenager, right? Like right. he said that I forget that you're young, right? And uh he is. He's just a kid. So like you're right. So, but it was great. Great movie. Loved it. Can't wait for the next Doctor Strange movie in the Multiverse of Madness. Um I there, yeah, there, cool. there's two end scenes. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, and also kind of where they're going with uh, you know, uh there's like a little Venom. This is not too much of a spoiler, but no, a Venom. No. Um clip at the end, you know, I'm kind of interested to see where that goes. Watched Boba Fett, loved it. You know, I can't wait to watch the, the the new one that Jen just mentioned. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. 
I do like Mandalorian still better, but man, I really like the second episode. I love that they're taking something that's just touched on a little bit, like in the Star Wars series, like the Tusken Raiders, and they're making us like they're giving us a backstory about the Tusken Raiders. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. Right? It's so cool. Do you feel uh, dirty I, sympathizing with them? No, no, I don't. Because of do what they mean? did to Anakin's mom. <laughs> But yeah, but actually, this actually kind of um, showed that there's different tribes and that different tribes exactly. do things differently too. Yeah. Of course, so this is a good tribe. You can't right, judge. Pay, pay. Yeah. So at first, I'm like, oh man, I don't want to, you know, be a, like these guys. And then I'm realizing that there's different tribes, so they're not all just, you know, like the ones in uh, the prequels. Mm -hmm. It's it's humanizing them as a yeah. Yeah. And it's great that they're I love that John Favreau and um, Dave. What's the other guy's name? Dave oh, Filoni. Dave Filoni. Yeah. Yeah, I love that they're kind of just giving stories to these different characters in the Star Wars universe. It's, it's For great. sure. Uh, also, we had a failed Animal Kingdom trip, which I will talk about. Uh, you know, after, so we can't, right now we have the weekday pass. So we figure maybe after work, we can go ahead and head to the parks and it would be great, right? About hour and a half drive or whatever, hour and 20 minute drive. We figured we can go to, to parks after work. I rushed all day, get all my work done. My family got home. We hit traffic on the way there. It was like two hours to get there, right? We're all tired. It's on a Friday. We had a long week. I got, we got all the way to Animal Kingdom. We ate at the uh, quick service place outside Yak and Yeti. It was at the end of the day. I don't know. The park was closing. Uh, it was the food wasn't the best, even though I enjoyed it. Right, my family didn't enjoy their food, uh, and pretty much all the attractions were closed. My family had a meltdown, and pretty much I drove home. So I drove two hours to the park, right? My to have my family meltdown to drive home. So, but it, it happens. I understand. I wasn't upset about it because every trip to Disney can't be magical, and I understand that. So I can't wait for Disney to make it so we can buy the pirate pass so then i can go in the weekend because it's hard to get there after work for sure especially with traffic yeah yeah for sure so i'm i'm really hoping that they will open the sales of the annual passes so we can go on saturday or sunday so that's the his on pleasure island i'm joe i'm alex i'm jen i'm chris thanks for listening and have a magical week Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHis65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHis. Oh, hello. Meet Optima Health, your friend for Medicaid coverage. Like any true friend, we can help make life a little easier with discounts on healthy food and gift cards for pregnancy and child checkups. We include vision and medical help 24-7. See more benefits at OptimaMedicaid.com slash hello. It's time to say hello to Optima Health, a health plan you can count on. 